Take your Bibles and turn with me to Psalm 102, the 102nd Psalm. We are not told the author of this psalm, and by reading its content, it appears that it very well was written in a time of captivity when God would deliver His people from their captors and reestablish them in Zion and build up Zion to be a wonderful place of worship where they and others would come to worship the Lord. When you read its words, it sounds like Hezekiah as well, because it is so similar to his prayer in Isaiah 38, especially in the first 11 verses as it describes the troubles and sorrows and suffering in his life. We're not told. But we know enough that we can see in the first 11 verses a complaint of this particular psalmist as he describes the troubles in his life. And then at beginning at verse 12, he appeals to the eternal nature of God as the abiding, enduring basis for blessing. The eternal nature of God. Our lives are so short. They're a vapor. They're here. They're gone. They're a hand's breath. They're like a shadow in the evening. They're gone. But the Lord endures forever. And it's based on that constancy that we can trust that there is someone who will take care of us through anything, now, later, it doesn't matter how later, because He has always been, He is, and He always shall be. And as we get to the 23rd verse, the psalmist recaps his complaint. He recaps his trust in God's enduring nature, and he issues a prophecy. Three verses in length, 25 through 27, which prophecy is quoted in Hebrews chapter 1 about what the Lord Jesus Christ is going to do to this earth. And that contributes to our understanding of Romans 8, 18 through 23. Let's all stand together and read in unison the 102nd Psalm. Together. Hear my prayer, O Lord. And let my cry come unto thee. Hide not thy face from me in the day when I am in trouble. Incline thine ear unto me in the day when I call. Answer me speedily. For my days are consumed like smoke. And my bones are burned as an hearth. My heart is smitten and withered like grass so that I forget to eat my bread. By reason of the voice of my groaning, my bones cleave to my skin. I am like a pelican of the wilderness. I am like an owl of the desert. I watch and am as a sparrow alone upon the housetop. Mine enemies reproach me all the day, And they that are mad against me are sworn against me. For I have eaten ashes like bread and mingled my drink with weeping. Because of thine indignation and thy wrath. For thou hast lifted me up and cast me down. My days are like a shadow that declineth. 
and I am withered like grass. But thou, O Lord, shalt endure forever, and thy remembrance unto all generations. Thou shalt arise and have mercy upon Zion, for the time to favor her, yea, the set time is come. For thy servants take pleasure in her stones, and favor the dust thereof. So the heathen shall fear the name of the Lord, and all the kings of the earth thy glory. When the Lord shall build up Zion, he shall appear in his glory. He will regard the prayer of the destitute, and not despise their prayer. This shall be written for the generation to come, and the people which shall be created shall praise the Lord. For he hath looked down from the height of his sanctuary. From heaven did the Lord behold the earth, to hear the groaning of the prisoner, to loose those that are appointed to death, to declare the name of the Lord in Zion, and his praise in Jerusalem. When the people are gathered together, and the kingdoms to serve the Lord. He weakened my strength in the way. He shortened my days. I said, O my God, take me not away in the midst of my days. Thy years are throughout all generations. Of old hast thou laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of thy hands. They shall perish, but thou shalt endure. Yea, all of them shall wax old like a garment. As a vesture shalt thou change them, and they shall be changed. But thou art the same, and thy years shall have no end. The children of thy servants shall continue, and their seed shall be established before thee. Amen. amen and amen. amen. You may be seated. Praise God from whom all blessings flow for writing words like this for us and to us. Very briefly, verse 2, there are days of trouble and the psalmist prays for God to hear him and not only to hear him, but to hear him speedily in the day of trouble. A time of suffering, he asks the Lord to incline his ear and not to hide his face from him and to respond to him speedily. In the third verse, and beginning at the third verse, there are more similes jammed together in a few sentences than you can probably find anywhere else in the Bible. Look at all the similes. They are indicated by like and as, and you have them in verse Look at verse 3, like smoke, as an hearth, like grass, verse 6, like a pelican, like an owl, verse 7, as a sparrow, alone upon the housetop. But back to verse 3, for my days are consumed like smoke. Smoke, when it appears and forms in the air and you're able to see it, quickly disappears. 
it is quickly absorbed by the rest of the air around it, and you can no longer see it. It just disappears. It comes out and it disappears. And so the psalmist felt that that was a description of his life. My days are consumed like smoke. They just disappear. And the older you are, the more that you know that is true. They just disappear. There's so many of them. When you're young, just time just goes so slow, doesn't it? You're never going to get to those milestones that you want so badly in your life. But then you're there, and then they're gone, and then you're old, and it's time to die. Because it goes away like smoke. In the fourth verse, My heart is smitten and withered like grass, so that I forget to eat my bread. Does your appetite disappear sometimes because you're so afflicted with troubles? that start in the heart. In your heart, you're worried. In your heart, you're fearful. In your heart, you're sad. And it takes away your appetite. We're describing suffering here in a man's life. Grief affecting our lives. In verse 9, we'll jump all the way to verse 9. For I have eaten ashes like bread and mingled my drink with weeping. That combination of metaphors there is describing him being in such a mournful state, he has ashes upon him and around him as common as his bread. We eat bread several times a day. He had ashes. He was mourning. When people mourned in the Bible, they sat down in sackcloth and ashes, or they rubbed ashes on themselves, or they put ashes on their head, and he said, ashes are everywhere and it's common. My tears are everywhere and they're as common. They're falling into my drink. You know, we've got to drink several times a day to stay alive. And he's just describing his morning being that common. Verse 11, the brevity of human life. My days are like a shadow that declineth. You know, when you start to watch a shadow move across a yard or some other place, at first it's kind of slow, but this says a shadow that declineth. And as it starts to decline, it races. A shadow races across the field. Once it gets the right angle, you know, it's slow at the beginning due to the geometry of the sun's angle upon the earth and the object that is making the shadow. But then once that sun begins to descend and decline, it races. And guess what else races? Our days race away from us. My days are like a shadow that declineth. Now that's his complaint. Eleven verses, he complains about all the trouble in his life. But then he appeals to something that is the foundation rock of our worldview, our life view, and our lives. The eternal nature of the everlasting God, who is our Father, who will never forsake, but always deliver in the end, and has great things in store for his people and their children. Verse 12, But thou, O Lord, shalt endure forever. What's that but there for? That but is to distinguish God enduring forever from the first 11 verses and especially the 11th verse that describes the brevity of human life. And thy remembrance unto all generations. Amen. Verse 13, there's a set time. Our God operates according to His eternal counsel and will. It is the predestinating purpose of God that causes events to happen. And there is a set time for them. There is a set time for your death. 
There is a set time for the overthrow of the United States of America. There is a set time for the second coming of Jesus Christ. There was a set time for Cyrus to take Babylon and to order Jerusalem to be rebuilt and the temple reestablished. There was a set time for the Lord Jesus Christ to come and it was called the fullness of time. Thanks be to God that every event is the set time of God and we're especially talking about the good events of His deliverance and His blessing. The set time to favor her is come. And He's done that for His church. And you know what the next set time is for us? And it is set. We're the only ones that wonder when. The second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a set time for His church. He will establish Zion like it's never been established before. Praise God. That's how we ought to be living in light of that. And we ought to rejoice in what that 13th verse implies to us in the year 2011. Verse 14, For thy servants take pleasure in her stones, and favor the dust thereof. Do you love the house of God enough that you could be a doorkeeper in the house of your God, rather than to dwell in the tents, the rich tents, of anywhere else? Amen. Is that true of you? You know, the set time that is coming for us is going to favor those that love His appearing. For those that look for His appearing. For those that love the Lord Jesus Christ. He's coming for them. Do you love the dust of this place? Do you love the stones? Forget the literal building materials. Do you love us coming together and worshiping God? Even though some of the songs might be sung a little slower than you would sing them? Some of the songs might not be your favorite? Do you love this place even though it's dusty? There's a bunch of old people here. There's a pitiful speaker. Do you still love the place? Thy servants take pleasure in her stones and favor the dust thereof. It's the best dust on earth to come into the house of the Lord. Verse 18. This shall be written for the generation to come. And guess who that includes? That includes us. And the second half of that verse, And the people which shall be created shall praise the Lord. And here we are reading this psalm about this set time of God showing favor upon Zion, and we're praising the Lord. We're fulfilling this psalm. This We want to give these psalms to our children. This is our heritage in the earth. And then this earth is going to be burned up and all the works in it. And we will spend eternity in the Zion above. The Zion is a military fortress that stood on Mount Zion. It was called Jebus, the capital city of the Jebusites. But David and Joab took that city and made it the city of the worship of God. And God has kept that name so that we are coming to Mount Zion that is in heaven. And to an innumerable company of angels, what a host. He's called the Lord of hosts. Because he has an army of angels at his disposal. And we ride upon white horses behind him who is on a white horse whose name is called the Word of God. That is our Zion. Praise God. And all enemies will be destroyed and put under our feet and will wash our feet in the blood of our enemies. And he will call the fowls of the air of heaven to eat their flesh. The flesh of kings and presidents and congressmen. And we will worship the Lord our God. And these things were written for us that we would praise the Lord. 
Verse number 20. Oh, I can't skip over verse 19. He hath looked down from the height of his sanctuary. How high is it? Is it a hundred stories or a hundred and ten stories like the World Trade Center? Oh, that's not very high anymore. Is it 72 stories like the Weston in downtown Atlanta or the Weston in Detroit, Michigan? Is it the tower in Dubai? How high is it? Well, it tells us, He hath looked down from the height of His sanctuary from heaven. Did the Lord behold the earth? And that's the third heaven where the Lord is. He beheld the earth, and when He beholds the earth, He hears the groaning of its prisoners. And the only prisoners He cares about are His people that are in prison. To hear the groaning of the prisoner, to loose those that are appointed to death. There's some suffering in this world, but the Lord delivers us out of it. And he from his height sees and he hears. Verse 23. Here's a recap, starting at verse 23 of the psalm so far. The psalm so far has had the complaint in the first 11 verses and confidence in God's eternal nature in the next 11 verses. Here's the recap. He weakened my strength in the way he shortened my days. Here's a man who had trouble in his life. It could have been Hezekiah. It could have been Daniel. It could have been Nehemiah. It could have been others that had trouble in their lives and were trusting God to reestablish Zion. And here's the prayer that went up in short. Verse 24, I said, O my God, take me not away in the midst of my days. Thy years are throughout all generations. Please have mercy on me. My life is so short. Please give me all my days. You live forever. My life is so short. Have mercy upon me. This is holy reasoning and prayer. And then this prophecy in verses 25 through 27 will have occasion to come to it again. Probably not today. But here here are the words. Of old hast thou laid the foundation of the earth. That's the creative work of God in the beginning. And the heavens are the work of thy hands. They shall perish. The heavens and the earth as we know them shall perish. But thou shalt endure. Yea, all of them, heavens, earth, shall wax old like a garment. And it is waxing old right now. Especially by the second law of thermodynamics, this world is imploding and spiraling downward. They shall wax old like a garment. Though that is a metaphor there, as a vesture shalt thou change them, and they shall be changed. Like we change clothes, God's going to change the universe. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15, we shall be changed. The Bible says in Psalm 102, they shall be changed. We're going to have changed bodies. God is going to change the universe. He's going to give us a new heaven and a new earth. He's going to make all things new. How does that sound? All things new. And there will be no second law of thermodynamics. We created that. We put that curse upon the earth. We, Our sin by our first parents is messing this whole universe up. But there's coming a day when it will not be like that. I make all things new. And the one who said that has the power to do it. Amen. It's our Lord Jesus Christ. They shall be changed. But thou art the same, and thy years shall have no end. 
Are you able to have the heavens and the earth disappear in flaming fire and fervent heat that melts all the elements as we know them, and you to be suspended in space before the great God and to have confidence that He is your Father? Did He write in other places, though the earth be removed? Though the mountains be cast into the sea? I will not fear, because God is our Father. And this psalmist is putting his confidence there. Thou art the same. Do you know what that means? If he loved us yesterday, he'll love us tomorrow. Right. If he loves us, if he loves us tomorrow because he loved us yesterday, he loves us today. He never changes. Thou art the same, and thy years shall have no end. The children of thy servants shall continue, and their seed shall be established before thee. The righteous and their children just don't come and go. They're forever in the presence of the Lord, established before Him. Praise be to God. I don't know what else to say. I bless and I praise the Most High God. And whatever happens in your short little temporal life and my short little temporal life and all of its uncertainties and its bleak future in this world, there is a God that never changes and he upholds all things by his all things by his eternal nature and holds them together and he will never forsake us nor leave us right. and though these heavens and these earth are changed we shall be changed in a wonderful way right. we'll be given glorious spiritual bodies and we'll inhabit the new heavens and the new earth forever this is a mystery and hidden wisdom of the gospel of Jesus Christ what a message to be able to preach amen Amen.